Happy Wednesday. Welcome back. This is Jill, and you are listening to K9360 on KZUM. Thanks for being here. Whether you are a regular listener, whether you pop in once in a while, or whether you are brand new to the program, we are here to talk dogs and all things dog-related. Um, and this week... Uh, hopefully something practical for you. Uh, I mentioned a couple of programs ago that I have a new puppy at my house. And this is the very first time that I have considered pet insurance. I usually have a little savings account for veterinary stuff because you never know, right? Things pop up, dogs do dog things. And sometimes it's not so smart. And sometimes things just occur that you didn't anticipate. But in recent years, this pet insurance business has really taken off and there seem to be more choices of policies than ever before. Um, So many options can make it challenging for us to figure out what suits us best. So I did a little research and thought I might bring what few insights I gained. I still haven't decided on who to choose, although I have it narrowed down to two companies. Um, You know, and uh, opinions matter. Um, They're the link between us and these insurance companies. So conversation has to happen. And uh, pet insurance is a solution to combating combating certain kinds of Stress or providing a financial planning solution for veterinarians, or I'm sorry, for owners. And it includes veterinarians in the process because they want to be able to care for our dogs without having to worry too much about whether or not we can afford that care. And uh, so they breathe a big sigh of relief when we've got insurance. Um, it It's a good conversation to have with your veterinarian, although they may not be Um, as up to speed on different programs. They can only just tell you who they've worked with. Um, That's part of the challenge. I actually talked to two different veterinarians, two different veterinary teams about what they see and uh, whether it was helping them to form any preferences. and, And both conversations were kind of unproductive because it seems like the insurance companies deal directly with us as owners um, and and the clinicians or the staff that I spoke with only tend to hear about the pet insurance if the uh, client brings it up and, and they don't, they don't always. Um, so for me, what I tried to think about to share with you today were maybe the four most common questions. What does the insurance cover? How much does it cost? One question for the veterinarian, will will you accept it? And do I have to pay out of pocket first? So um, one bit of advice was that I I found was uh, an observation about how owners tend to ask about insurance later in their dog's lives versus right away when they get them. And that means there could be time for pre-existing conditions to accrue. And that means coverage can be higher. So there's one tip, right? If you're thinking about 
pet insurance. Get it early while your puppy's still young. Um, one of the companies I'm considering has a actually a 15-day waiting period before they will start to cover anything, which I suppose is the result of people getting a diagnosis of something that's expensive and saying, I'm going to get pet insurance right now, and that'll pay for it. Um, so... What we want to know are the critical features of the insurance plan that we seek. Um, it, we can't assume exams for accidents and illnesses would be covered. Uh, generally, office exams are not covered. Some pet insurance offerings vary from brand to brand. Um, excuse me. Mm, sorry. Um, they can basically be classified into two groups accident and illness or the less expensive accident only the former accident and illness will generally cover unexpected veterinary bills but not routine medical exams or routine preventative care the less expensive accident only will cover emergency costs associated with an isolated accident but will not cover costs associated with non-emergency illnesses even if they are not due to a pre-existing condition. So that's one thing to try to sort out. Um, there are a class of plans which are more comprehensive called something like accidental illness with a wellness package. These are the most expensive because the wellness package is offered as an add-on and will help pay for routine preventative care like vaccinations, fecal exams, deworming, even special diets that your dog might need. Um, of course, as more insurance companies have entered the market in the past few years, more options are being offered to us. Um, you got to look at what's covered, but understand what it is before you choose your plans. Um, I think most of us who are looking for comprehensive insurance are looking for something to provide coverage for office exams, rehabilitative therapy, prescription food, even behavior, uh, advanced diagnostics, therapeutics, basic care for accident and illness, right? Um, I found an article that says that uh, veterinarians are busy, so it's hard to find the time to familiarize themselves with all the insurance options, but there's some support and encouragement for them to be able to talk knowledgeably to pet owners for what we should look at when we investigate pet insurance. Uh, here's a quote. The most important thing is to have options because one size does not fit all for all pet owners. There are a range of solutions out there and pet owners need to figure out if they're looking for something comprehensive. Something that pays for anything that just comes up or something that just helps for defraying major cost. So veterinarians themselves are not selling insurance and are being cautioned not to go down that proverbial rabbit hole of coverage uh, because really only a licensed insurance agent can speak about pet insurance coverage, but it's in the best interests of veterinarians to champion insurance and talk to clients about the benefits because um, it kind of works out best, I think, for everybody all around. Um, when discussing pet insurance, uh, Zach 
Pilisoff, DVM, who's consulting veterinarian at Healthy Paws Pet Insurance in Bellevue, Washington. And that, by the way, is one of the companies I'm considering, and I don't get any benefit for telling you that because <laughs> uh, I haven't signed anything yet. Um, but he apparently tells a personal experience and that it's helped his client. Here's a quote from him. There are common features of pet insurance policies such as deductibles, no coverage for pre-existing conditions, limits on what is covered. So he says, I can explain the basics to my clients and encourage them to do more research. Um, I guess there's a page called mypetiscovered.com, which is helpful in explaining pet insurance without promoting a specific plan. Um, a retired veterinarian, Doug Kenny hosts a podcast called Pet Insurance Guide Podcast. So you can Google that. Uh, That's part of my plan is to Google that up and see what I can learn. Um, He notes that if a practice, veterinary practice, recommends one or more specific pet insurance companies to their clients, they should insure their own pets with the company and have some personal experience in dealing with the companies. Uh, Some veterinarians don't want to recommend recommend a specific company to their clients, but they do want to make their clients aware of pet insurance as one of the options to help us pay for pet health care expenses. In this case, um, we just need to choose wisely and a website or other source to send us to is something that veterinarians can use as a resource uh, as a site where owners can get some accurate non-biased information about pet insurance and about how it actually works. So what do we want, right? What do we want to get our vet care paid for? When do we want it? Now or 15 days from now, (laughs) whatever we can negotiate. Um, I think what we're looking for is quick and easy claims filing, good customer service, especially on weekends when, right, those unexpected emergency trips occur and reasonable pricing with different options for costs of coverage. So, um, it's helpful for veterinary practice owners to pause and look at insurance brands that align with the level of care offered at their facility. So you could ask your veterinarian, right? What do you see? Uh, Do you have an opinion? Um, You might look, if you have a new puppy, you might look in the puppy pack and see if there's anything in there. it's just as important to look at what's not covered as what's covered. Of course, we know we know that. Um, how is each and every insurance company going to look first at pre-existing conditions, and oftentimes the pets breed. So some pets, would, you know, how risk management works, right? What do we see most often with that teenage driver? is gonna drive the cost of insurance up. Some breeds are more prone to inherited health problems and they may cost you more to insure. Um, It can affect rates and future coverage. So insurance company transparency is key when you're deciding which way to go. We have to make sure as good consumers of these things that we ask and understand every major detail, including how charges are calculated and made, um, deductibles, premiums, co-pays, additional service, in addition to what will and will not be covered. Most pet 
insurance plans, I learned, are reimbursement style. So we pay up front, regardless of whatever that cost may be. And uh, knowing the delay time between payment and reimbursement can be an important thing to look for to you guys when you're looking how long do I have to wait before you send me my money back um, some companies offer discounts if multiple animals are covered so that can be a useful detail and of course the cost of insurance is a major factor the choosing a company or policy with the lowest premium may not be the best way as I looked around it was sort of pay up front or pay later how insurance is right. Uh, um, the goal should be to choose a policy that yields the lowest out-of-pocket cost in case we face a large veterinary expense, right? And we don't always see what the veterinary staff sees every day, so it can be hard for us to know what's important when it comes to pet insurance. Your veterinarian's perspective on what should be covered as a pet insurance policy is valuable because he or she diagnoses and treats those problems and those clients end up filing those claims so they can probably tell you what they're seeing most often. Pet insurance companies have digitally streamlined the process for filing claims and uh, that includes uploading records. You can even hook your veterinarian in Right, They can upload your pet's files or records straight from the clinic. And uh, we just have to look at pros and cons. Pay attention to the moments when insurance makes a positive difference for a client, uh, is what one veterinarian says. Encourage your team to share those stories with other clients. Talking about personal experiences, when an insurance company has helped result in a positive outcome, and then specifying which company or companies are most often are a part of these stories can really help bring that whole um, vision of veterinary pet, pet insurance in the veterinary clinic to life. Maybe there should be veterinary. I don't want to get in the insurance business. If you do, steal that veterinary veterinary insurance. Too cheesy. I don't know. There's a musical jingle in there somewhere. Um, Nationwide does partner with the Veterinary Business Management Association to provide insurance information to students in veterinary schools. Uh, That sounds like interesting influence. Uh, Their goal is to demystify what pet insurance is and help vet students understand the ways they can talk with pet owners and help them understand the basics of pet insurance. Um, Other companies, pet insurance companies, offer lunch and learn presentations, right? They'll come to the veterinary conference and talk to veterinarians about this and that and the other. Um, But providing information about pet insurance to pets, pet owners, veterinary hospitals. Um, also in regional and race approved veterinary continuing medical education. Uh, I think the veterinarians, if they know more, can be a little bit more helpful to us. There's also a pet health blog out there sharing digital tools, hosting social media events 
to further educate us about pet insurance. Um, let's see, one site provides an educational client experience where we can learn about the differences in pet insurance brands and how even how to file a claim. That's kind of handy. Um, According to what I was able to dig up, while this education is helping to increase the number of people purchasing pet insurance, the numbers are still pretty low. Market presentation of about 3%. But as insurance companies evolve, their offerings and veterinarians continue championing for coverage and uh, most believe that coverage is where we're headed. So... Start early. Play the long game. Don't wait till your dog is old and sick. It's going to cost more. Everything is going to cost more, right? All right, a couple other little items from VetMed. I always try to bring stuff to you from Veterinary Practice News when I get it. Um, kind of an interesting little side article here. Um, newly published research from the Royal Veterinary College and uh, the press release argues that the improved health and welfare of English bulldogs is dependent on these animals being bred to have more moderate physical features. Again, this is uh, Royal Veterinary College confirms that the extreme physical features of English bulldogs, for example... Shortened muscles, folded skin, squat body put the breed at an increased risk of developing breathing, eye, and skin conditions. Mm, gross. Uh, using information collected from veterinary practices across the UK, researchers examined the records of 2,662 English bulldogs and 22,039 dogs of other breeds. That's a pretty good sample, 22,000. Wow. Um, the data revealed English bulldogs were twice as likely to be diagnosed with at least one disorder as compared to other dogs, showing predispositions for 24 out of 43 specific dis- disorders. And if you can't do that math quickly in your head, that is 55.8%. Originally developed as a muscular and athletic dog, the English Bulldog has since been bred to have a brachycephalic skull, protruding jaw, skin folds, and a squat, heavy build. Specifically, these dogs are more prone to skin fold dermatitis. That's the stuff that gets between your dog's skin and its own skin. Bulldogs are 38.12 times more likely to get this. Cherry eye, which is the prolapsed nictating membrane gland, what some people call the third eyelid, 26.79 times greater risk. Wow. Um, Brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome, 20 times more likely to choke on something, your little bulldog is, than uh, his more average canine cousins, I guess we would say. In contrast, the breed was found to be at reduced risk compared to other dogs for some other conditions, including 
dental disease, heart murmur, and flea infestation. Hmm. These findings suggest that the overall health of the English Bulldog is much lower than that of other dogs, says the study's author. Dan O'Neill, who has a whole string of letters behind his name. However, what is most concerning is so many of the health conditions English Bulldogs suffer from, such as skinfold dermatitis and breathing problems, are directly linked to the extreme structure of their bodies that has been selectively bred for. Be careful out there, okay? When you're shopping, researchers say redefining the breed standard of English Bulldogs will help improve the welfare of these animals. Additionally, it may reduce the risk of the breed being banned on welfare grounds, as has already happened in Norway and the Netherlands. Quote, given the continued popularity of the breed, the body shape of the typical English Bulldog should be refined towards more moderate physical characteristics. This is according to Dr. Neil, who we met a minute ago. Future research could compare the predisposition of disorder between English Bulldogs with more moderate physical features compared to those with extreme physiques, according to the RVC. This will help assess potential welfare gains from breeding for less drastic characteristics. And the findings have been published, if you're inclined to go look, in a journal called Canine Medicine and Genetics. Mm, very bad. Okay, speaking of canine medicine and genetics, same article, or same page in veterinary practice news, a uh, seven-year-old Mastiff named Henry, first patient to ring Texas A&M's snail, oh, sorry, small animal teaching hospitals, new BTHO cancer. Beat the... No, there's something I'm not supposed to read there. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, okay, so... This is what's going on there, right? Uh, I get to ring the bell. And uh, we'll beat the cancer bell, modeled after a similar tradition used in human medical institutions, a dog at Texas A&M. Ding, ding, ding. Yay, he was a Mastiff, got through cancer, received his first round of chemotherapy November 1st, returned back for treatment once a week for six months. Ugh, poor guy. Side effects from the treatment, infection, gastrointestinal issues, but uh, he seemed to persevere. Got to be a dog ringing a cancer bell, right? That's a human thing. You've probably seen that on social media where the dog gets to ring the bell. So um, just a couple of items, right, from our friends at Veterinary Practice News. Always glad when I can bring a little bit of that on top of my research, personal research, looking for information about pet insurance because dogs are expensive. Eesh. What, are they, what, what was I teasing somebody about the other day, right? All they do is spend your money and break your heart, something like that, right? So uh, if you're looking around, might be something to look into. Um, the two 
companies that I'm actually considering, and I need to make a decision probably this week about which one I'm going to go with, are True Panion and Healthy Paws. Um, I, instead of asking the veterinarians, which turned out to be kind of a dead end, uh, folks just didn't really know what to say uh, about it. I started asking other owners, and I was in an obedience trial two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I just kind of ran around the room polling other exhibitors. Do you have pet insurance? Who do you use? Do you like it? Um, and one exhibitor who, it's not a stretch to suggest that she might be a hypochondriac, except her hypochondria is not so much applied to her as it is extended to her dogs. Um, had um, nothing but good things to say about the coverage that she's gotten from Healthy Paws. And uh, and then another good friend, good, good, good friend, longtime friend, um, who herself has a new puppy. She went with Trupanion. And uh, so I think, I think there are some comparison sites. I might have to go check out that blog, the guy that does the blog of the podcast, I guess, on pet insurance and uh, pros and cons and see what I can be brave enough to sign up for. I don't know if brave is the right word. You're pretty brave, though, if you're here with us, right? We love our brave and fearless listeners. And thanks for hanging in with me to the end of this time that we have together. Hopefully your household is uh, making its adjustments to back to school and all that good stuff. Um, Goodness, September's around the corner. This September, I had to figure out what sort of celebration we should have. Canon 360 will be marking its 15th year on the airwaves here at KZUM. And... uh, I think there was some skepticism when we first started that there would not be so much to say, but uh, dogs are so pivotal for us, right? They're so much a part of the fabric of what it means to be human for, and they're with us everywhere, whether you're a dog owner or not. Um, I think we're all affected in some way by the presence of dogs in our homes, our neighborhoods, and our communities. And it's been some fun to uh, turn over the rocks that make up that mosaic and see what lies underneath, right? And we're not done yet. So we're not done, although we're done for today. Uh, It's time for the celebration. You don't want to go anywhere. Stick around. Thanks, as always, for hanging with us on KZM and KZM HD, the coolest radio station in the world. And I'll see you back here next week. Take care.